Hello everybody, welcome. Um, glad you are here. So it's your friendly fishmonger, Dan from DansFish.com. And today we will be giving away a hundred bucks to our seventh winner in the uh, thousand subs equals a thousand dollar giveaway to celebrate the uh, thousand subs that we now have on our YouTube channel at Dan's Fish. So um, I thought this would be a fun way to do that. So that's what we're doing. We're on our seventh night, so counting tonight, we have four more to give away. Hey, Keeping It Crypto, how's it going? Glad you're here, welcome. Um, so that's the plan for today. We'll give that away and then chat a bit. And as long as people are talking and things are going, we'll chat for a while. And if that kind of peters out a bit, then we'll take it from there and, and close it out. So this could be five minutes, this could be an hour. Um, oh, let's bring the mic up. Here we go. There, you can probably hear me better now. Sorry. Um, could be an hour, could be five minutes. Uh, but we'll just see how it, we go with the flow. So I'm from California, and uh, so I like to surf a lot. And uh, <laughs> you can fight the waves or you can ride them. So ride the waves. Robert Flores. Hey, Dan. Robert, you made it. Welcome. You caught it live. No way. <laughs> Hopefully now some catastrophic technical failure won't happen because that would be just the luck, right? You finally make it in and then it all blows up. No, no, that's not going to happen. CL, hi. Hey, welcome. Carter Bean, good evening. Good evening. Aquatic Jack, welcome back. Hello. Wichita, welcome. Thomas, hey. Really hope you draw my name tonight. I need to win. Yeah, I know. I know. So, uh, me too. <laughs> so, this has been quite a week for shipping. Usually everything goes smoothly. There's no problem. I ship next day because it's cold. But this week, um, none of my packages have made it. So, well, some have. I have two packages that haven't made it. So I've got two packages stuck somewhere in the postal service. No one knows where. It's freezing cold outside. It's not a good situation. And so uh, that's why uh, this week's been a bit of a challenge. But you know, you have no control. You do your best. You pack properly. Um, you try to account for any eventualities. You send the fish and then if FedEx or UPS or USPS, uh, you know, if there's long, long delays, then that's a problem. So that's been my week. Thomas, sorry about that. Um, and yeah, so no fun. However, that's usually not the case. Uh, usually it goes just fine. So just every now and then you get a weird glitch and, and you never know why. But anyway, Thomas, I hope you get a win too, man. Doug, hello, Dan. Hello, Doug. William Wolfleft. Did I say that? Wait, wait. Wolfleft. Yeah, no T. William Wolfleft. Thank you for coming. Papa Doubles. Hey, welcome. Um, so Papa Doubles, I was born in a, a tiny little town up in the foothills in California called Mount Ockham. It's on the border of El Dorado and Amador County. Uh, went to school and high school in Placerville. And then a lot of my adult life, I was in Los Angeles in Studio City. And then I did um, my some of my uh, graduate school work up at uh, Santa Barbara. So, so Southern California, Northern California, and, <laughs> and Santa Barbara. So kind of all over. Yeah. Robert Flores. Finally. Oh, yeah. You said you're from Cali. Yeah, originally. I was born in California. I've been in uh, Wyoming since 2011. So 
quite quite a cultural shock, <laughs> quite a difference in climate, in weather, in in culture, all kinds of things. But uh, I, I've adjusted. It took a while, but I've adjusted. Yeah. Aquatic Jack, please omit my name from the contest. I am temp housing for 60 days, so it'd be wasted on me. Oh, okay, good to know, Aquatic. So, Aquatic, if you win, I'll still give it to you, and then you can just tell me who you want me to give it to. So I'll still give it to you, and um, you can say, hey, this buddy's helped me out a lot, so we'll give it to him. See what I'm saying? Yeah, so maybe we could do that. Um, CL, oh no, the shipping can get crazy. Yeah, usually it's not, but... <laughs> so I guess it's, I, I guess Thomas, it's okay to say this, uh, since Thomas made that comment, but Thomas is one of the packages that's held up. Um, and it's really sad cause they're awesome fish and it's overnight shipping. And this is the third day. So, you know, usually when there's a delay, it's a few hours, maybe the next morning, but for it to go three days, that's, that's almost unheard of. All right. So thanks everyone for coming. Um, yeah. Oh, good. Wolf left. I got it. Cool. <laughs> I'm glad I got it. Um, so um, I'm going to go ahead and draw the winner so that we know who that is. And so if people are tuned in just for that, then they can get that information and move out on with their lives. And then the rest of us, if we want to hang around and geek out a little bit, we can do that. Um, and we'll do that kind of as long as things are moving. Um, I have about 55 more minutes tonight that I could I could geek out if you guys want or we could it could go five minutes we could be done I don't know but um just depends on how active the chat is so let me pull up the contest um I'm going to my gleam widget uh I've said this on each video and this is just for folks that don't already know this so let me just explain the contest and the widget and how this works so um I hit a thousand subs on my youtube channel uh, a couple weeks ago now, and to celebrate, I wanted to do something fun. And so I decided to give away $1,000 worth of fish at dancefish.com to celebrate 1,000 subs. So what we're doing is 10 lucky winners will get $100 each of store credit at dancefish.com. Good for any of the fish that we have for sale on the site. And um, it's not good for shipping, it's not good for taxes, but um, it's good for all the fish. And so that's what we're drawing tonight. Tonight's the seventh winner. So um, including tonight, there's four more winners. And in addition to the $100, anyone that goes to dancefish.com and creates an account, then you'll automatically between now and the 21st, which I believe is this Sunday, get a $10 credit at dancefish.com that you can use. And all the credits, the $10 and the $100 expire February 2nd. So to enter the contest, go to dancefish.com. On the homepage, you'll see a, a widget on the front where you can enter various ways. You can share the contest, you can create an account at dancefish.com, you can sign up for the newsletter, you can subscribe to the um, YouTube channel, or you can like the Facebook page. There's lots of different things you can do. So that's what's going on. So without further ado, let's draw this. So here we go, it's processing. Um, Oh, and I use a widget called Gleam to create the contest, just so that, just so that it's not me, you know, choosing. It's all up and up. So the winner is Garrett Davidson.
from West Lafayette, Indiana. So Garrett Davidson, congratulations. You've won $100 at dancefish.com. Um, and I will email you after this so we can make sure you get all set up so you can get that. So Garrett Davidson is tonight's winner. He follows on the heels of Dolores Miranda, Johnny Cruz, Craig Wiggins, Justin Lapp, Moses Mosqueda, Francis Cardi, and, and then we're down to Garrett. So yeah, so congratulations to Garrett. All right, so let me scroll back up, see who I missed here, and we'll get to the chat. Michael, I, hi Dan, loving the channel. Great, Michael, I'm glad. I need folks to like it, otherwise no one comes and it's no fun. <laughs> so I'm glad you do. Um, and man, I haven't released a fish video in a while just because you know these nightly <laughs> giveaway sessions and stuff have kind of taken most of my YouTube time up. But um, once that's done, I'll release some more videos. I have I have some cool videos on some species that that I'll be able to release again, and we'll kind of get back into that. Um, hi Dan, loving the channel. Robert Flores, Sacktown, yeah, what a huge change, yeah. So uh, definitely. Sacramento. Um, I have family that lived in Citrus Heights. I worked at a pet store in Cameron Park, which is not quite Sacramento. That's about half an hour up Highway 50, probably. But yep, I know Sacramento pretty well. Um, 54 Punchy. Hey, fishy internet peoples. Well, hey, 54 Punchy peoples. Welcome. Wichita Falls Fishkeeper. How many hour heat packs do you prefer? Um, well, what, what I have is I have a 20-hour heat pack, I have a 40-hour heat pack, and I have a 72-hour heat pack. And I prefer the 40 and the 72 just because they burn longer. Um, so I usually put a 40 and a 72 in each box so that you know you kind of have your bases covered and there's peak heat for the max amount of time. However, I've recently, within the past few days, learned that there's a 96-hour heat pack, I believe. So I haven't researched it yet. I haven't tried any or any of that, but I might. Um, usually that's not necessary because I ship, you know, for the next day. So they're only in the mail like 24 hours or so. But um, after the experience I've had this week with a lot of delays and stuff in the cold weather, um, which is abnormal, but it's happening, then, um, yeah, I might look at those 96ers just because. Just so I'm curious about them, but I haven't used them yet. Um, 54 Punchy just got the notification. Well, glad you did. Glad you're here. HC Aqua. Hey, welcome. Welcome. Um, let's see here. Hang on. The chat flipped on me. It does that a lot. <laughs> okay. Hangar 77. Hi. Well, welcome. Hi, Hangar. Welcome back. Okay. 54 Punchy, I just spent $100, but I could definitely find more fish I love. Yeah, for sure, right? And if you can't, you might know a buddy who could. Yeah. Um, yeah, 100 bucks with shipping. I get it. Man, shipping's gone up a lot. I, I remember back in the day, I could get a couple pairs of killifish plus shipping to my house for like under 20 bucks, right? Now shipping alone is, I mean, the, 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 the highest, the lowest shipping I've ever seen on, on live fish is like 30, 35 bucks. And those are massive places that are doing it in massive volume. Um, 
you know, but I think 40 to 50 is about normal. But man, the prices have just gone up so high. Um, yeah, congrats for sure. Congrats to the winner. Congrats. Absolutely. Um, Aquatic Jack, it was it was a USPS Aquatic, but I've had it happen very occasionally with FedEx and with uh, UPS as well. And um, I think it's uh, I think it's a numbers game. Uh, if you average them out over time, I found they're probably just about equal. Um, I'm curious what your experience is if you have one. Um, yeah, what? Let's let's talk about this. What do other people use? And what's been your experience? Have you found one to be more reliable than another? Um, but for next day to be three days and still nowhere in sight, that's that's weird. That's like it like fell behind a counter somewhere and got lost or something. I mean, that's just weird. Yep. Doug's Fish Adventure. Dustin Fish Tanks is live also. All right. All right. Um, Fish Guru Aquatics, I switched to my channel. All right, cool. Welcome back. HC Aquatics, hi, Dance Fish. Do you have a video on incubating killifish eggs? I have a species, okay, that needs four to six month incubation period. Um, what's the genus on that species? Let me look it up. By the way, if anyone's a fan of Dustin and wants to pop over to his channel, uh, go right ahead. I won't be offended. I get it. Um, I'm not, and it's not because I don't like them or anything. It's just I'm not a big plant guy. Um, so if you're interested in plants and want to go learn about plants, Justin's a great resource for that. Um, it's not that I'm not a fan. I've been subscribed forever. It's just I'm not that into plants. I'm looking up this fish here. I don't recognize the um, species name. <clears throat> oh, okay, Spectralebia. So this is a South American annual killifish. Um, I don't have a video on that. HC Aqua. Um, I should make one. I don't have any annual species on me right now. Um, I've raised a lot of them uh, in the not too distant past and I plan on getting them again um, here in the not too distant future, but I don't have any right now. Um, but um, just without a video, what my experience has been is that it's about the consistency that you keep the peat moss at, like how wet it is. And so I've read really complicated processes of how to do it. Um, I've read, you know, the, consi the consistency of, of pipe tobacco or the uh, Langdon system, which I believe was, is that Roger or Robert Langdon, um, which is a number scale, like one to 10, I think, for wetness with one end being saturated and the other being completely dry. So there's all these, but what I've found is that it's not that complex. What I do is I, um, I put peat moss in a container and I'll put a couple, couple inches of peat moss in there and say the container is four inches high. I'll put two inches of peat moss in there cause it'll get messy otherwise and leave it in there for a week or two. And then I take it out. I'll pour it, kind of strain it out and then I'll pour the peat moss into a towel or, um, or some kind of mesh if you have it, but a towel works great. And then I just wring it out pretty thoroughly. And um, when I'm done with that, usually the peat moss is about the right consistency. If it's a little too wet, then maybe I'll let it sit out on the towel for a little while. But if I can squeeze it in my hand and not get water dripping out, then that's the right consistency. 
So if I take it out of the aquarium and squeeze it to about that point, that's always worked for me. And that's worked on lots of species from South American annuals to Nothobronchius to Fundalopanchak species. So that's how I do it. And then I put them in a Ziploc bag. I marked the species. I marked the date. It was collected in the date it should hatch. And then I kind of have in my box where I keep these, them in order of when they should hatch. And um, that that's just, that's always worked for me. So I don't think, I don't think it's as complicated as people make it out to be. I think you just squeeze it until when you do, water isn't dripping out or hardly any moisture is dripping and you're usually good to do. Now over, good to go. Now over, if it's a, what did you say, four to six months? So make sure you use thick freezer bags with the double seal, otherwise too much moisture will escape. And every month or two, take the bag, open it up, kind of get out the old air, get fresh air in, uh, kind of mix, shake it up so that the peat moss gets fluffed up a bit and then uh, put it back. That's how I did it. So that's what worked for me. Um, now there's lots of methods and lots of ways to do it. And uh, that one might not work for you, but that's how I did it. Yeah. But that's an, that's a beautiful species though. Yeah. That's, that's awesome with those long extended fins. Big Pedro. What it did, just subbed yesterday. I liked the content, especially the fish room tours. Thanks. I need to do another fish room tour. I haven't done one for a long time. In fact, most of the views I get are on my old fish room tour from, from before I had this fish room. So I need to do another one. But glad you're here. Thanks. Um, sent by Kyle's. All right. Yep. Kyle's been sending folks. Thank you so much, Kyle. Um, Kyle's wild world. Okay, William, glad you fall into the new YouTube monetization guidelines. This is going to hurt a bunch of small channels. Me too. Um, although the truth is, I, I don't rely heavily on what YouTube pays me. I got my first check from YouTube after doing it for a year. It was like $116 <laughs> for a year's work, you know? So, um, so I'm, yeah, I'm not, I'm not counting on it that hard. Uh, it's mostly for the joy of doing it uh, and to talk with you guys. And it also helps the Dance Fish website, um, you know, to, to let people know that that exists. So, but yeah, I, I just saw that, I think two days ago that it's, it's man, that's going to be tough. So for those that don't know, YouTube changed so that I think, is it a thousand subscribers? Anyway, there's some benchmark. I think it was a thousand subscribers and something else that um, if you don't hit, have that, then they demonetize all those smaller channels. Um, I forget exactly what the metric was. I saw that it didn't apply to me and kind of moved on. And, you know, I only have so much room in my brain. So if it doesn't apply, I let it go and <laughs> keep the stuff in there that does apply kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyone that has a smaller channel, I'm real sorry. That That is a bummer for sure. Um, and that was me just a few months ago, right? So, uh, yeah, I get it. Um, or a few weeks ago, Wichita Falls. Cool. I just started selling on Aquabit. I was just curious and always wanted to learn. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. You're welcome. Um, Robert Flores. I'm trying to sell my Thai green Texas and I'm nervous about shipping it. So I'm having my local store do it for, for me pricey, but this winter time has messed up a lot of things for a lot of people. Yeah. I think that's the best way to go, Robert. If it's a, if you're nervous about it and there's someone experienced that'll do it for you, why not? 
um, if they've had a lot of success and they know what they're doing, yeah, <laughs> I think that's a smart move. Um, just, and, and I hope it goes well for you. Uh, the, the nerve wracking thing is that once you give that box to the carrier, whoever's going to carry it to the uh, recipient, it's just out of your hands and there's nothing you can do. And that's nerve wracking. Um, every week until the fish arrive, I'm watching the tracking. I'm, uh, you know, <laughs> I'm like a little bit nervous because because every now and then a week like this happens and it's no fun. But yeah, I hope it goes well for you. Fish Guru Aquatics, what do you use to do the auto water changes? Rainbird, what, what would you recommend for 20 to 30 tanks? So what I use is the Hunter brand um, valves and the Hunter control panel. Um, see if I can, it's that right there. That's my control panel. And let me see if it's in frame. So it lets me do, um, there are some limitations so I can only do so many stations so many times a day, but it's, it's fine for what I have going on. Um, close this. Okay. So it works well for what I have going on and there's still some room to expand on it. Um, I only have six valves running, not counting the master. So seven with the master, but I could have eight, so I could add, I think, two more stations if I needed to. And that's enough for this whole entire facility, plus room to grow. So I like the Hunter. The reason I went with Hunter instead of Rainbird was because um, I have a close friend who does sprinklers and irrigation systems for a living. And he just said, I mean, he's probably been doing it for 20 years. And he, he just told me that what he's noticed is that the Hunter... Uh, the Hunter models last longer. There was a Rainbird model, this commercial grade, that he was like, you can go with Hunter or you can go with that one. That one's good too. But so what they had at Home Depot was the Hunter. And so that's what I used. Um, so I think for, let's see here, for 20 to 30 tanks. Um, well, I guess my follow-up question would be this. What size are they? If they're all the same size, then you probably just need a master and a flow solenoid. Um, and the master is just a fail safe in case your valve fails on, so breaks down while it's still on. Then the master is a, a check valve, if you will, that will turn off even if the flow valve is on. Um, so it just protects you from floods and things. But if they're all the same size, then you could get away with just one flow valve because um, you would change the same amount of water, I assume, in each aquarium. But if you have like a 55 gallon and a 10 gallon, then that gets a little tricky because if you get it go, if you let it go long enough to change enough water in the 55 gallon, you're wasting a lot of, a lot of water and maybe, uh, maybe changing too much water in the 10 gallon. So I guess I would decide what size tanks do you have and how many different uh, flow levels do you want? And if that's like four, or so, then you could, you could do that with this hunter system. Four to eight would work. If it's just like, oh, I only need one, then you could go with a really cheap system. I think, like even a Rainbird or something. Yeah. One thing to be aware of if you use the hunter valves, is they're a high pressure valve. So I didn't know that when I first installed them, 
And so I put a uh, pressure reduction, um, I forget what it's called, unit before the system because I wanted to reduce the pressure so it didn't blow out like my uh, feeding tubes from the PVC to the tank. And I did that. And then when I turned on the system, I got this horrible like boom, 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 vibration going on. And so I called my spring, the irrigation friend that I have. And I was like, what is going on? He's like, well, what's, what's he, we, he walked me through it. And then it was the, it was the pressure reduction unit that I had before the water reached the valves. That was the problem. So if you use the Hunter system, don't try to reduce the pressure until after the system. So just a note there. Um, Aquatic Jack, Jack, FedEx hasn't failed me yet. UPS, USPS have both in the past. Um, well, that's good to know. Um, and like, what's the sample size for that? Is that like five with each carrier? Is that hundreds with each carrier? Um, I'm just curious. HC Aqua, the full name is Spectrolebius. That's hard to say. <laughs> Chacoensis. Chacoensis. I think I've seen that right. Yeah, Spectrolebius. 54 Punchy. Um, I just lost your comment. Here we go. I sent some shrimp via USPS to my son. Tracking said they were delivered a day late. Nothing. My son went to the post office the next day and they were still sitting in the back room. Man, thankfully they were fine. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad there was a happy ending. I'm not too hopeful for this week for a, a happy ending for the fish I, for a couple of the boxes I sent, but uh, could get lucky. I don't know. Stranger things have happened, but well, I'm glad that those shrimp worked for you. Um, yeah, looks like there was a glitch in the, in the, in the office there with <laughs> someone checked them off and forgot to send them out or something. Um, I love seeing moss carpet floors. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I assume you're talking about like uh, in the aquarium having a carpeted floor. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Um, HC Aqua, thanks so much for that explanation. Awesome. Yeah, glad it helped. Uh, anything else you want to know? If I can help, I'm happy to. There's a lot of things I don't know. And I just say, ooh, I don't know. <laughs> well, what I usually do is I talk a little bit and then realize yeah, I really shouldn't be answering this question and say I shouldn't be answering this question. Uh, 54 Punchy, do you have any live food cultures for sale? I'm looking for griddle worms, my culture crashed, and bean beetles. Oh, shoot. Um, I don't have griddle worms. I do have some bean beetles, um, but they're spoken for. I decided that I wasn't going to continue with the bean beetles. And so there's a local guy who uh, has reptiles and raises like cockroaches and superworms and um, what else? Like, I think even like wax worms or something like that. And so I, I called him and was like, hey, do you want the bean beetle cultures? And so I think they're going to him. Um, so I'm sorry. Um, all I have right now are vinegar eels, microworms, uh, banana worms, uh, fruit flies. And then, you know, I hatch a lot of brine shrimp as well. I don't think I'm missing any. So I can't help you out right now. I'm sorry. Um, and I've been, I've been playing with the idea of selling them. Um, and maybe I will, but honestly, I'm having, um, it's taking up enough of my time and energy to keep up with the fish orders and things that the idea of adding a whole another level is just right now, it's just overwhelming. So that's why I, I didn't. Um, I do know though that they're, um, 
you can get bean beetles on eBay. That's where I got mine. You can get fruit flies on eBay. You can get microworms, um, or wait, you wanted griddle worms. You can get those on eBay or on Aquabid. Um, so those, those might work for you. Wish I could help you, but I can't. Um, 54 Punchy, I'd love to add some to my order before it gets sent next week, if you do have some. Um, yeah, I'm sorry, I don't. I, I literally just got rid of the bean beetles. Um, and it's just, they took, if I only had a tank or two, it'd be great, but they took so long. Their life cycle is long. Like the, the adults lay the eggs and, and then the adults die. And then the eggs hatch and the larvae eat the beans. But it took like, it took several weeks for them to cycle through each generation. And so that's kind of what called it for me. In the same amount of space, I can grow thousands of fruit flies every week. So that's why I did it. They would be good though, if you have the space, they're like an easy, no maintenance live food. So eBay is where I got them. Um, Fish Guru Aquatics at Kyle. Okay, so, well, yeah, this is interesting. I tried to look up the Goodyear's live bear last night, but nothing came up. I think I know the fish he was talking about, but I'd like to get the scientific name. Oh, which one was he talking about? Um, was he talking about a Krakodon? Um, hang on, let me look. I think he was talking about a Krakodon. Uh, like Krakodon lateralis or one of the other ones. Um, so hang on. This is the genus name. I'll put it in the chat for you. Um, and if I remember right, he was talking about a species of Krakodon. So this is a genus, not a species. Um, but yeah, they're pretty awesome. William, yes, 1K subs and 4,000 hours of views. Yeah, so that's the new threshold for Aquabid to monetize. Yep, I think what's happening is, is I'm sorry, for YouTube to monetize. I think what's happening as, as YouTube gets more and more channels and more and more active, I think they're just like, man, how do we sort this and manage this and stuff? And so they're just kind of coming up with some hard guidelines that come out of nowhere. It's no fun. No fun for the small guy, for sure. Um, Marion Sodden. Did I say that right? It's got to be Soden, right? Sorry, Marion. I'm sure it's Soden. Um, Marianne Soden. I'm from Australia. Oh, hey. Well, welcome. Welcome. I bet it is like super early or super late there, right? But I'm glad you're here all the way from Australia. You know, I, from what I see in the social media of fish, Australia seems to have a pretty thriving uh, fish hobby. So awesome. I think it would be a great place to do fish, except for I know it's hard to get some species in. Flynn. Hey, Dan, any experience with the disease columnaris? I've got it in my swordtail tank and I'm losing fish daily. They are slowly getting better, but I'm still losing fish. Yes. Flynn, I am glad to say that I've never had columnaris. Um, for those that don't know, that's the red worm that sometimes you'll see them coming out of the anus of the fish. Um, and luckily for me, Flynn, I've never dealt with that disease. Um, word on the street is that Levamisol will treat it, but I'm sure you already know that because I think you did a video a long time ago of treating uh, columnaris with Levamisol. So besides Levamisol, I wouldn't know what would work because I've never had it and I've never had to dig in. So I'm sorry, I can't help you there very much. Um, yes to the new fish room tour. Yeah, it's coming. It's coming. 
Um, I need to do that. Hangar, would you consider the flagfish killia community fish? I'm wondering if they do well with rosy barbs. Um, I would consider them a community fish with the caveat that they can be fairly assertive. Um, in fact, today I, I saw, so here's what I do. I, I use cherry shrimp when I incubate, um, if I incubate eggs in a large container with fry as the fry are hatching or with newly hatched fry, I use cherry shrimp because they'll eat like the food that the, uh, that the fry miss and they won't hurt the fry of most species. Um, and also with eggs, they're great. They like, they, they pick at the eggs and keep them clean and they're awesome at that. So that's a, a way to incubate eggs without, uh, without peroxide. If you don't like using hydrogen peroxide or methylene blue or any of those other chemicals. So anyway, um, I hatched a batch of flagfish. Um, for those that don't know, that's a, a local, a, a native killifish. It's a pupfish. It's called uh, Jordanelle floridiae and they're, they're awesome, beautiful fish. So I hashed them, or I put it in with the fry after I hashed the batch. And then when I dumped those fry into the 30 gallon breeder to kind of get them bigger, um, he went in there with them. And today I was walking by the tank and I saw this group of quarter inch flagfish just grabbing at this cherry shrimp. And they've been together in that tank for like several weeks. So this is a new thing. And I'm like, oh man, that's a problem. So I ran across the fish room to grab a net to get that shrimp out of there. And I ran back and in the five, 10 seconds it took me to do that, they had decapitated the cherry shrimp and were just chowing down. So, and these are little quarter inch fry. So, um, so they can be in a community tank if the other fish they're with are kind of fast swimming and are assertive. So that fits rosy barbs just fine. Um, I don't know how long finned rosy barbs would do because those long flowing fins are just like a lure for other fish, just like a guppy's tail or a betta's tail can be. So I don't know how that would work, but um, with rosy barbs, if they're not long fin, I'm, I'm sure that would work. The challenge there will be rosy barbs are so fast to the food um, that you'll have to find a way to make sure that the, you can feed the rosy barbs and distract them over here and then drop some food for the flagfish over here so they get plenty of food. But I think I think uh, temperament wise, yeah, they would go well with rosy barbs. That's my guess. And temperature wise too, yeah. Day five aquatics. I had a few flag flagfish at one time and they would pick at everything. Yeah, yeah. Um, now, oh, here's another important point. If you're keeping a group of flagfish, then you're more likely to have success because then they'll be busy flaring at each other and defending territories and, and maintaining their hierarchy. Um, if you only have like say a flagfish or a couple flagfish in there and they aren't busy associating with each other, then, then they might get a little nippy, but rosy barbs are so darn fast that I think you'll be okay. Um, I guess the I guess in general, if you're ever mixing a fish, and this is just a general thing for everybody, if you're ever mixing a fish, and there's any question about if they'll mix okay, the the key is to just have a backup plan, have another tank you can move someone to, if it goes wrong. Um, otherwise, you'll be sitting there watching the carnage happen, and you won't be able to do anything, right? Yeah. All right. Um, 
but yeah, I've kept flagfish with other assertive fish and fish that are quick. Mm-hmm. Um, but it sounds like day five had problems. So just be aware of that. Fish Guru Aquatics. Most of my tanks are 20 long, but I have 10s and 29s. So um, if you wanted to change, let's say if you did five gallons a day, then that'd be 50% in the um, 10 gallons, 25% in the 20 and so forth. And, and that might work. You might be able to put that all in one system or um, almost any sprinkler system, Rainbird or Hunter or whatever orbit will be able to do um, three separate uh, feeds. And so you should be able to do that too. Um, but I'm real happy with the Hunter valves. So um, just based on that, the fact that that's what I have used, they're, they're, they've been awesome. So I could recommend those. Um, Hangar 77, day five aquatics. Thanks for the tip. I might have to be cautious with them. Yeah. Yep. Just have a backup. Um, I wonder if MLK day slowed things down. Could be, but, um, it's not like say Christmas or something where there's a bunch more packages, like a bunch of presents and stuff. So I'm not sure if it would or not, but something happened. But to slow down an overnight to three days, I mean, that's that's extreme. But maybe maybe it did. Maybe it did. Oh, yeah, I know what you meant, Kyle. Day five aquatics. No, they were pretty mean. Yeah, I, I assume you're talking about the uh, no problem. They were pretty mean, the flagfish. Yeah. Um, so day five, I'm curious, did you did you have them? What did you have them with? Uh, did you try them with barbs? Were they OK? Um, I'm guessing they would be. Um, and I've kept them with other fish OK, but. Maybe not. Maybe not. Um, I wonder if Daphne could ship to Hawaii. I wonder too. Um, I bet you could find it in Hawaii if you went to some ponds. Like if there's any temporary ponds that in the spring or whatever the season is in Hawaii, it's always spring in Hawaii, right? Um, that um, if there's any ponds that are full for a few months out of the year and then dry up and go away and are freshwater, then I, I bet you you could go there a week or two after they fill up. And if you run a, a fine net through there, I bet you could grab some Daphne and start a culture from that. Now you could ship Daphne to Hawaii, no problem, um, and keep them alive. I just don't know if the regulations keep them from going to Hawaii. Shout outs to Kyle, 54 Punchy. Yeah, I have microworms and vinegar eels. Was looking for something a little bigger. Yeah, grindle worms are good. Yeah, I just don't, don't have any. Um, oh, I miss Kyle. Kyle, I keep Greg Sage's line of grindles. Just got them going again a few weeks ago. So Kyle, are those the, um, are you keeping those at regular fish room temperatures? Are those the ones? Oh, grindles. Yeah, of course. I was thinking the white worms. Never mind. Yeah, the grindles you can keep it room temperature, no matter which, which, uh, strain you have. Sorry about that. Got confused. Um, Kyle's wild world, HC aqua. I would think so. They can be very hardy as long as they are shipped. All right. Yeah. The Daphnia. Yeah. It's, it's more, I'm wondering about a, a legality thing. I know that Hawaii is, uh, pretty, uh, they have some more regulated than a lot of other States on what they'll let in into their state. So I would check that out. 
Fish Guru Aquatics. What were those live bears you mentioned last night, the scientific name? Those are Limia uh, perugiae. Um, we also have Limia nigrofasciatus, which is the humphead lima. But uh, Limia perugiae is uh, it's a hard one to find. And they're pretty awesome. I like them a lot. Um, let's see here. Where am I? There we are, HC Aqua. I need to look into, I only have access to Moena here. So the smaller species of Daphne, right? I'm looking for a hardier species. Yeah, like, is it Perlex? Is that one of the other ones? Kyle, Crocodon, Audax. Okay, that's the one. The Black Prince, yep, yep. All right. Um, hang on, chat jumped. <laughs> Um, crack it on. Fish Guru Aquatics. I feel bad now. Lol. Um, why? I missed the thread on that. Um, oh, that live bearer. Sorry, there were so many. Yeah, that was another one we talked about, the Crackadons. Yeah. Um, Papa Devils. It's people's doing bad things causes, causes advertisers to freak out. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, it kind of sucks. We live in a world where you know, a few people can screw it up for everyone else, right? But that does happen, unfortunately. And we get, someone does something done, so we pass a policy or pass a law and someone else does something dumb and we pass a policy and pass a law. And pretty soon it's like, man, why can't I do that thing? Well, because 10 years ago, some idiot abused that somehow. Yep, it's too bad. HC Aqua, got to run. Thanks for the stream and awesome info. Thanks for being here, HC. Good to see you. Um, Zipho 707 Calamnaris are the worms. Yep. Oh. Oh yeah, Calamnaris is the bacteria. What did I did I pronounce it wrong? Hang on, I gotta go look now at Flynn's thing. Um, um, Columnaris. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I see. So, um, so did I answer your question wrong, Flynn? I talked about the worms, right? And you're talking about a bacterial infection. Is that true? Oh, man, I, I got off on that one wrong. Camelanus and columnaris. Yeah, sorry. Sorry. I totally just got it wrong in my head. Um, and Flynn, you were asking about columnaris. Okay. So you were asking about a bacterial infection. Sorry. Totally got that flipped in my head. Um, so no, I don't, um, I don't know which medicine would treat that bacteria specifically. Um, the ones I generally use are oxytetracycline and, um, I'll also use, um, um, erythromycin. Those are the main ones I use. If those don't get it, then I probably haven't treated it because those are the ones I use. Um, so I've never, I've, I don't um, know that I could look at a fish and identify which infection it has when it comes to bacteria. Um, some I could, like I, I kind of generally know what Aramonas looks like and some others, but um, I think it's really hard to identify the bacteria unless you have a slide and you stain it and you know, do those things that vets do, which I don't have the equipment to do. I have some of the expertise because I used to work at an animal hospital, but um, I don't have the equipment and I don't have that good of expertise because it was a small animal hospital, not a fish hospital. So 
Um, I'm sorry, I don't have a lot of help for you there. Other than if you've already tried um, erythromycin, then it might be worth trying something else like oxytetracycline. Um, I guess this is a good time to throw it out to the group. Um, if any of you successfully treated columnaris bacteria, and if you have, what have you used? Maybe we could help uh, Flynn out since I totally botched that, thinking he was talking about camelanus redworms. Um, yeah. Thank you, Ziffo, for bringing that to my attention because I totally had that wrong earlier. Yep. Message was held for review. Holy crap, America. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> Fish guru. Yeah, I hear you. Um, I don't think it's just America. I think it's everywhere, but yeah. Um, Fish guru aquatics. I think I'll do some flag fish outside this spring. Yeah, you could totally do that. Absolutely. Kyle's Wild World. I don't think I've ever had an issue with my flag fish, but keep them in a large group of 15 to 20. My quarry, swordtails, and juvenile electric blue acaras. Um, don't don't think, <laughs> I'm not quite sure exactly what you were saying there, Kyle, but I think what Kyle's saying is he keeps them in a group and they're okay with other fish. Um, oh, I don't think I have ever had issues with my flagfish. Got it. Hangar 77, thanks for the advice. Like you say, if I try it, I'll make sure I have a backup plan. That's the main thing, I think. Anytime you're doing any kind of mixing of two species where it could be sketchy, um, yeah. Sure. Kaya's Wild World. It took five days, not including Sunday, for my two to three day USPS package to arrive in Montana from Dallas. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, that's priority, right? Was that over the holidays? I just plain don't ship fish over the holidays. It doesn't sound like that was fish, though. It sounds like that might have been something else. But yeah, with priority mail, um, I used to ship fish priority mail even in the winter because I could count on two-day delivery, but that hasn't been true for several years. That's why I do express now. Yep, it used to be it used to be a lot faster. Day five aquatics, I had four in a 75 with a bunch of native shiners. Oh, those are fast, dace and darters. They'd pick at each other, and then the big male would pick at the tail of any fish he was close to, the flagfish. Okay, well, that's good to know. Wow, even the shiners and the dace, I mean, those are so fast. Wow, that's amazing. Um, yeah, I've only ever kept them in large groups. So maybe that's why I haven't noticed that. Um, I always keep, I've always kept lots of them at the same time. Fish Guru Aquatics. So set the system for the 10 gallon, 50%, and just keep the stocking rather minimal. They should be okay in the 10s are for fry, so I want them clean. Yeah, that's one way to do it. Um, although... Any, any controller that can do one system, one outlet, I imagine could control two or three. So it might not be a question of having to do one or two or three. It might be a question of one can also do two or three. Um, but yeah, that's one way you could do it. Set the tens for the max you want to do, and then the others will still get a 25% water change or, or a little more for the 30 gallons, 29 gallons, right? Yeah. And, you know, a 25% a water change every day, that's that's a good amount of water changes. A lot of people only do that once every week or two. So that could that could really help. Kyle's Wild World. Yeah, I keep them in my fish room. Greg Sage calls his Grindles room temp white worms. Oh, okay. Not sure why. Had me confused for a few weeks, but they are Grindle sized. Okay. Okay. I thought I thought he might have a uh, white worms that could actually go at room temp. And I would have been real interested in those, but yeah, they're Grindles. So, all right. 54 Punchy. 
I might have to see if I can get them from him. Thanks, Kyle. If you're talking about from Greg Sage, um, his reputation is stellar. So I would buy anything with confidence from, from Greg. Um, all right. Kyle's Wild World 54. He's not had them for sale for a few months. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. One thing you might want to do, 54 Punchy, if you're trying to get the Grindle Worms, see if you can find a source that doesn't have mites with them. Some people don't mind. They're like, well, I just feed the mites too. But in my experience, the mites can get so bad, they actually take over the culture and, and kind of suffocate the worms or just outcompete the worms. So if you can, try to find out from the, from the seller if they have mites or not. And if they do, most do, it might be worth doing something nuts and buying them from like Carolina Biological Supply or something like that, where, um, where they guarantee that they're mite-free because they're, they're kept in such sterile conditions. So um, just keep that in mind that that can be a problem. Another thing you can do with Grindle worms is um, when you first get them in, if you put them in water, then the mites will float and the worms will sink. So you put them in some water, wait till they sink, and then you go in with a pipette and you suck them up off the bottom and squirt them into your starter culture. And that can help with the mite problem. It doesn't eradicate it completely in my experience, but it can, it can help. So anyway, that's the issue with Grindle worm cultures. It's mites. Um, 54 Punchy, are you selling any starter cultures, Kyle? All right. And William, also lower aquarium temp to around 75 degrees. Oh, is that for, oh, we're, uh, we're talking about the bacterial infection. Okay, let's see here. Canaplex treats columnaris. Good to know. I had no idea if I've ever had columnaris. Bacteria hard to diagnose since you need microscope and dyes. Yeah, if your fish are showing signs of columnaris, it might be fungal on top of bacterial. Yep, it's, it's hard to tell. We guess so many times, right? And we just use a shotgun approach. It's like, oh, this medicine takes care of lots of stuff. Maybe it'll work on that. Um, unless you're a fish vet or have one locally, then that's, that is the truth, unfortunately. Also, lower aquarium temp to around 75. I assume that's for the columnaris. Um, your local extension office can help you diagnose bacteria infections. You can also flood the details and say it's a stock pond. Um, oh, maybe I missed some chat. I'm not quite understanding exactly what that means. Uh, Kyle, that was over MLK weekend. It was 20 plus mystery snails. They made it, but I used a medical grade styrofoam box that I got from Greg Sage in a 72 hour heat pack. Yeah. Well, I'm glad they made it. Uh, mystery snails are pretty tough, so I'm glad they did. Um, all right. Let's see here. Yeah, I'm, I'm wondering what uh, Fish Guru is asking too, Kyle. So Fish Guru, Guru, if you could clarify that, then we'd like to know what you're, you were saying. Uh, Autocorrect might have got you. Um, Doug's Fish Adventure. Anyone know of a fish club in Middle Tennessee? I don't. If anyone does, let's, let's hook Doug up. I, I assume, Doug, that you've Googled and checked Facebook and stuff. If you haven't, a lot of them have Facebook pages. Um, but if someone knows, let's let's help Doug out. 54 Punchy, that's how my culture crashed. The mites got out of control. They do, and they do fast. It's it's They're tough. Kyle, yeah, I got excited about the room temp white worms idea. There was another type of white worms, the tropical white worm. It does well in warmer temps, but they are a bit bigger than white worms. 
Do you know where those are? Because that would be awesome. Um, I imagine like adult rainbows just chowing down on white worms that I can grow room temperature, fish, fish room temperature. That would be fantastic. Um, and really hard to source. Oh, okay. Well, that, that explains that. <laughs> yeah. I haven't seen them. I would imagine, uh, once a hobbyist got on them and learned how to propagate them, that they would be all over in short order. But if anyone knows where you can get room temp white worms, I would, I would love to get some. Fish guru. Yeah, they send it off to the lab and culture the bacteria. Oh, okay. Yeah. So Flynn, that is, that is something you could do. You could get in touch with the lab. Um, if you Google fish veterinarian, there's a couple um, sites that'll give you lists of veterinarians that specialize in fish. Um, and you might be able to get find one that's somewhat local to you, local enough that you could send them a sample and they could diagnose it. Yeah, that's that's true, Fish Guru. That's a good idea. That's a good idea. Um, and Flynn, sorry again that I totally misunderstood your question at first. I just I just got Camelinus in my head and went with it. Sorry about that. Um, so yeah, Kyle's had mites too. Um, in the red wiggler bin too, Greg Sage used red worms and springtails to, to control mites, which I tried, but they outcompeted the griddles. Yeah, springtails can be a problem too. Susie Q, hey all, welcome Susie. Glad you made it. Um, so just so everyone knows, going to go for about 10 more minutes uh, and then we'll cut it down for the day. We'll be back tomorrow. But um, I want to go tuck in my kids before they go to bed, read them a story, you know, do the dad thing. So all right, 54 is going to maybe try for some red wigglers. That's awesome. Um, Doug's fish. I've looked around and it seems the closest is Alabama. Oh, man, that's too bad. How far a drive is that? I imagine that's pretty far for you. Maximus, who got the grand prize? The grand prize went to someone named Garrett Davidson. Max Garrett Davidson won. Um, Let's see, or just prize. Yeah. So, um, man, Max really wants to know. Seriously, who won? <laughs> Garrett. Garrett Davidson won. Um, Doug, I think there was a club, but not, but there's no more in Nashville. That's too bad. Um, chop up night crawlers for my bettas, and they love them, but red wigglers may work better. Yep, they sure do. If you're not squeamish, worms are awesome for small fish. Kyle, lol, I found the tropicals in England once, brought them, and they didn't make the trip. Bummer. In June. Yeah, the heat maybe. But there's a guy on eBay that has them. Um, great. Does he call them tropical white worms? Is that what I searched for on eBay? Because I'm going to be doing that, I think. Rich Andy. Hey, Dan. Well, hey, Rich. Welcome. Or Andy. <laughs> Rich Andy. Welcome. Maximus. Seriously, who won? Okay, answered that. Carter Bing. Have a good evening, all. Thanks, Carter, for hanging out. You too. Have a good one. Uh, fish Guru, extension offices here in Oklahoma will test for bacteria in your stock ponds and fish farms. Oh, okay, good. Are those like wild fish and wildlife offices? Is that is that what that is? Um, I know Flynn's from Canada, but there might be a similar system up there. Kyle's Wild World, 54. Red wigglers are very easy to breed. They breed and grow fast. Yeah, and they can take a uh, fish room temperature too, from what I understand. I haven't tried them, but that's the word on the street. A lumpy dog in the house. Well, hey, lumpy dog. Welcome to the house. Uh, CL, have a good night. Thanks for a good stream. Thanks for hanging out, CL. Appreciate it. Um, do you know of any expos coming on this year? Asked Doug. Um, yeah, tons. Um, 
what kind of fish are you interested in? Because there'll be live bear associations, there'll be killifish associations, there'll be um, several just general fish gatherings and things like that. Um, so if there's a specific fish you're interested in, uh, let me know and I can probably tell you about a club for it, for some of them. Um, okay, Kyle's clarifying about the white worms, called tropical white worms. Yeah, David Ramsey's the man when it comes to culturing worms. That's that's true, Kyle. Um, yes, the Department of Agricultural and Wildlife. So, so what Fish Guru is saying is that there are extension offices from uh, Agriculture and Wildlife that if you, and they'll test stock ponds, so you can test aquarium fish apparently and get to know which strain of bacteria you have so you can treat it more successfully. It's a great tip, Fish Guru. Um, William, big fish deal is coming up. Yep, yep. Um, I know that with Fish Fam, the Chicago Aquatic Experience has been kind of the, the center stone kind of expo fish show type thing that people have been kind of pushing and going to. Um, big fish deal. Is that in Pennsylvania? I think somewhere over there on the East Coast. Yeah. Um, all right, guys, we've reached we've we've reached because <laughs> I can talk. We've reached the end of chat. Um, glad that you're all here. I'm going to, I think, call it and go uh, do some dad time with the kids. Thanks for all being here. Congratulations again to our winner who was, I have to look it up again to make sure I get it right, Garrett Davidson. Congratulations, Garrett. And um, we'll be back tomorrow, uh, 7 o'clock Mountain Time tomorrow to announce winner number eight. And so there's three more winners, eight, nine, and ten. And man, I hope someone in the chat wins so we can celebrate with you, <laughs> right? All right. Well, thanks again, everybody. Have a great night and I will catch you later.